the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. Talking investing and getting into retirement and virtual cats i know you're saying virtual cats where is he going with this one virtual cats are a thing there's something called gdc and i'm one of those people that anytime i see an acronym or letters and numbers string together i'm like what is what's that mean and i can't help but read articles in newspapers i love it I'd prefer a real newspaper versus uh, Kindle, but that's because I hate trees. I've got a a long line of hating trees. I come from a long line of hating trees. My father hated trees. My father's father hated trees. Uh, I think I was related to Johnny Appleseed at one point in time who chopped down apple trees. So I've spent a couple days thinking about GDC and Gamers Developers Conference in San Francisco. And one of the things I did growing up as a kid was I played a lot of video games, a lot of video games. I want to say that I was born with not a bottle in my hand, but maybe a joystick. I had the Atari 2600, I had ColecoVision, I had Intellivision. With all these consoles, I probably, had I invested, I'd probably worth be, you know, hundreds of millions, right? I'm struck with how fast cities change, how fast states change, how fast the video game business has changed. And something that I absolutely hate are virtual goods. When your kid comes to you and they're like, Dad, I want to buy 1,400 gems. I'm like, well, 1,400 gems is going to cost you millions and millions of dollars. No, it's going to cost $4. I'm like, $1,400? You want $4 on something that is in your phone and it goes away. So you basically want it to play video games for $4. And that's the right answer, virtual goods. Building digital worlds where people want to spend a good chunk of their time and occasionally some money on cosmetic modifications is what these digital goods are all about. The idea that people spend real money on virtual objects, it's not new. It's been around forever and ever and ever. And whether you're Tencent or Activision or Electronic Arts or Valve, they've made millions of dollars selling you costumes, digital costumes. Like, I remember Valve's got a game, Team Fortress. Does that sound right? It's been a long time since I played it. And you could get, like, a chicken hat. But it cost you, like, 99 cents to, like, but no one else had the chicken hat. You're like, I'm cool, I got a chicken hat on. So a lot of people kind of try to do it within reason. You know, you spend 40 to 60 bucks on a game or you get it for free. So you go, I'll spend $15 dressing up my Overwatch character. 
Um, and that's your that's your budget, fifteen dollars. So you have a budget for your video game character, just like you have a budget for you. This weekend, I'm going to go to the mall. I want to buy some clothes and get a cup of coffee. Oh, and maybe a beer at Cheesecake. And suddenly, I just I broke my budget, right? Ooh. Last year, there was a, a really, really naughty, just just mean spirited debate on ethics about Star Wars Battlefront and the way you you would see characters in commercial like Yoda and Chewbacca and you're like I want to play Yoda and Chewbacca and then you realize that you have to spend like $60 on loot crates to maybe get them loot crates are kind of a you spend a buck and maybe there's some ammo in there maybe there's a crossbow in there, and maybe there is, oh, a stormtrooper. I got another stormtrooper, not uh, Chewbacca. Uh, I'm sorry, Chewie. <laughs> if Chewbacca were to ask your sister out on a date, would you let him go? It's an ethical debate. Are you out of your mind? Man versus Wookiee. So that's the kind of debate that we had last year was, is it cool to tell gamers you have to spend money to potentially get a character that should probably come with it or looks like it came with it? So developers are still trying to figure out exactly how they can get away with charging for the right systems to get you happy and not feeling like your dad's freaked out that you're spending virtual money on clothes that aren't even real. There's... I would refer to as an obsession. League of of Legends came out in 2009. It's still a powerhouse. So to get people to stay for that long of a time and spending a little bit of money, Microsoft spot Minecraft a couple years ago. And to this day, it's going strong. So Ready Player One is the Steven Spielberg movie slash book that it's kind of got a virtual reality universe inside the movie and video game developers would love to have a virtual reality type universe where you keep coming back and you spend a little bit more money and a little bit more money and a little bit more money. Game makers are focused on building the same kind of worlds of interactive experiences and not just silly games Um, because the silly game we tire of and yeah, we may throw some money into it. Um, you know, the jewelry quest and gym quests and things like that, where you're trying to move the candy quest and you're trying to get the bombs and you're like, you were so close. If you only had two more moves, you would have absolute control. You would have won, but you kind of get bored of it after level 149, but you've spent 20 bucks, but they want you to go on 365 days a year. So there's something called cryo kitties and it's a pretty extreme thought. There's a company called CryoKitties, and they just raised $12 million from Andreessen Horowitz and Union Square Ventures. It takes the idea that people want to own virtual objects to its logical extreme. Why should Blizzard own the skins when you buy an avatar in your game, the clothes? What if instead you could resell them? What if I bought it for a dollar, a chicken hat, and suddenly some, someone says, that's a crazy cool chicken hat. Can I sell it to them for a buck and a quarter? So this is called decentralizing. And it's less crazy than you can think. To think about, like, who owns your music that you've paid for when you die? Do you? Or does it revert back to Apple? 
who owns the movies that you've downloaded, all the Star Wars movies that you wanted your kids to watch, but you accidentally died, and they're too depressed to go into your account? Designers and entrepreneurs right now are selling digital goods in what are essentially unproductive parts of our life. But if they can figure out ways of selling digital goods that are in the productive part of our life and that we could resell, that's where the game movement industry is moving. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. And don't forget the weeknight replay at 7. I'm not a lot of fun. I kind of realize that. Really? I worked really hard in my 20s and my 30s, and I kind of forgot about it. And, and then suddenly in my 40s, I'm like, whoa, whoa, when do you, when, wait, 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 when do you get to have fun again? So I don't want to be the guy who works till he dies. I don't want you to be the person who works till they die. I do want you to get out and hang out with friends and family. Um, I kind of like the idea of, of bringing investment ideas to you. Um, I'm not one to really believe in everything that I see, and I won't throw out, oh, I see Bitcoin's going up. I see it going up. Therefore, I'm going to tell you that you should buy it. I want to do some research on it. Um, I do want you to see the world. I do want you to look at the world as you get this one chance. So, And then you might come back as a tapeworm or something horrible, right? A woman recently wrote an article about how she lives on $30,000 a year in San Francisco. And I know artists who probably make about $30,000 a year. And, you know, maybe they're not getting taxed as much, right? Uh, or percentage wise. Maybe they're not paying taxes. I don't know. But if you cut out internet, you cut out cable, you cut out Netflix, you cut out a car, could you afford to live? like a king could you afford to live better no internet no cable no netflix no car a good old-fashioned phone plan that's not unlimited a good old-fashioned phone that's four or five years old could you live off thirty thousand dollars so when i first got to the bay area about 20 years ago there was a lot more artists and longtime residents and artisans and you know they kind of mingled with the tech entrepreneurs now it's just tech entrepreneurs or engineers. So two bedroom apartment with $3,000 and that can wipe out your $30,000. But there was an actress who went on uh, a radio show recently and she talked about how like she, she's on a family phone plan. She was very careful not to say her family phone plan where she shares two, gigs, uh, two gigabytes of data with four people. She says she has a flip phone instead of a smartphone, so she never runs into that data issue. Um, she's in a rent-controlled one-bedroom apartment that she got back in 1996 for $500. So rent-control to me is the golden handcuff, because once you leave, it's going to get jacked up. And if you're a landlord, you're like, I wish this person would just leave, because <laughs> that one bedroom is probably now 3000 right? And you probably have to hold a lot of jobs if you're going to try to live off $30,000 a 
because you're really trying to make ends meet. Uh, maybe you want to get a job hostessing or waiting tables so you get some of the food there, so to speak. I don't think I could live off $30,000 in San Francisco. I think I could live like a king on $30,000 in Louisiana, but I find that to be very telling. I don't know if you do, but I do. Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Marriage, debt, uh, travel, things like big shifts in technology from uh, media companies. You know, when we first saw Napster, we we're like, oh, how great. I can get all the music that I used to listen to in my 20s. So I'm going to just, oh, I've got keys, da, 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 Elton John, and like you're downloading. Like You have no remorse. No remorse initially when it came out. And then you're seeing companies like Toys R Us got a business, and you're like, was that because of Napster and Amazon and everything being digitized? And maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. But you see kind of a, it's no longer Elton John on the end of that download. Oh, he's a millionaire. He doesn't need it anyway. Now you're seeing 30,000 jobs disappear. Right? 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 Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Uh, one thing that I do that is pretty interesting advice is I call my insurance company. I have two car insurance companies that I've used in the last 25 years. One of them is USAA. My father was in the military. And one of them is Geico. Um, I find those to be the two best. I don't need State Farm. I don't need Nationwide. I don't need a local car insurance guy that my daddy's daddy's daddy was friends with. Well, I knew your daddy's daddy's granddaddy. That that, that kind of relationship doesn't mean anything. I want it digitized. So, like, Geico, believe it or not, and you can even go as far as, like, companies like AOL, where whether it's a, a car insurance company or whether it's... Uh, an internet service company with some content, they kind of started changing the world before Napster with call centers and moving call centers around. Call centers used to be, you know, we could count on Texas, right? And they suddenly were like in Louisiana, and suddenly they were in India. They were like, oh. And then suddenly we got mad. And then these Indian call centers suddenly were being trained to use Texas accents. (laughs) And it's like, seriously? Seriously? These are the problems America faces. And the answer is pretty much so. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. So, yeah, I have two car companies, car insurance companies, and I call them every year on my birthday. And I say, how much is it for car insurance? And they're like, did you have any accidents this year? No. They're like, well, we could save $125. If you got multiple policies, you can do this, you can do that, you can do that. On average, Americans spend about $125 for car insurance. Do you know what you are? We pay about $1,500 on an annual rate. Um, Ohio pays the least as far as the state goes. And Michigan pays the most. And last time I looked at my U.S. maps and geography slides, aren't those kind of like right next to each other? You would think that they would have similar prices in Insurance for similar cars, because like similar weather conditions, similar roads, similar mountains. But no, Michigan's different than Ohio. And the average American spends about $1,500 a year. So shop around. Save some dollars. Save some dollars. Save some dollars. Invest some dollars. That's what I'm trying to say. 
I'm Rob Black talking money, investing more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. So let's talk about some fun stuff. I don't want you to close your eyes and imagine, especially if you're driving. But when you get a chance today, let's talk about some fun stuff in your head and close your eyes and imagine things like retirement and things like understanding retirement plans and not just going through the day thinking, oh, my life sucks, but actually coming up with a plan. I told you I once had a crush on a girl named Elizabeth or she had a crush on me and uh, carved it into a tree, said it out loud. Kind of awesome. Keeping it in, I would never have known. Wills and trusts. Wills and trusts. Protect the people you love in case you die. It's not that hard of a thought. Your goal is to financially secure yourself and I hope your family members. You want to accumulate wealth for retirement and generate income in retirement. I talk about these concepts all the time. You can sign up for a seminar by going to Rob Black Show and Rob Black Show sign up for a seminar using the code radio 25 to get them for free. But a lot of what I talk about isn't fun. Financial planning, retirement, getting older, home ownership, insurance, life events. Life events is a good one because if you have a kid, a couple of life events you probably want are you want to see him graduate from high school, right? Before he goes to jail, I think that's an accomplishment. My mom was always like, I got it, you all, you all, like, you're all good kids. None of you have been to prison. I'm like, yeah, but some of us has been to jail, mom. Some of us has been to jail. But life events, I think it's an important one to think about, right? What are you doing on this planet? Uh, what do you want to walk away with? So I think wills and trusts are important. I think taxes are really hideous, and it's tough for me to talk about because we are all at different stages in our life, and we all have different accountants who some are aggressive and some are passive, so I don't really talk about that. I do talk about credit and debit. I love credit cards, but I also pay off my balance every month, so I'm not carrying the interest. I use the rewards. Um, Do you know how great it is when you look at your account and you're like, whoa, I've got $4,600 of rewards? just from using this credit card and paying it on time. And then you were like, even better, you actually get a point and a half if you book through their website. So it's like, whoa, okay, that's 46600, get the abacus, times it by pi, then one and a half. So wait, you're like, wait, 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 do I really have 60, 70, over $7,000 of purchasing just from doing nothing? Yay! Right? And then that mimosa that costs 15 bucks tastes a heck of a lot better. Just my opinion. Um, minimum payment on a credit card equals maximum expense. Just say no. I know people who are like, uh, I'm going to Rwanda this summer to learn dance and to build uh, tiki huts for the people in Rwanda. Now, for the record, I couldn't find Rwanda on a map. I know it's in Africa somewhere. Couldn't find it past that. So 
I make fun of people for reasons that they want to go out and enjoy life and spend their money. But if it's on a credit card, that's different than planning for it, in my opinion. I don't know if I'm allowed to go back and make that little thing. But, you know, life events, I do want you to enjoy, but I don't want you to enjoy on credit. Rental and vacation properties are a tricky, tricky topic when you're talking wealth. Do you wish you had never bought that timeshare? That's the question I answer, ask everyone who asks me, how can I get rid of my timeshare? And I start with the loaded question of, do you wish you had never bought that timeshare? Don't buy that timeshare. Should you keep rental properties? A lot of times we get into a situation where it's other people's money paying for a mortgage. And at some point in time, you can actually sell and put that money to use in a bond fund or an income fund or in another home, something closer to you, maybe a duplex or a triplex to get three renters instead of one. So, yeah, I, I think you should ask yourself on rental properties of like, how much equity do I have? And is it just sitting there doing nothing? So I look at timeshare agents, not as crooks, but I start with a heavy amount of skepticism and I would never buy real estate while on vacation. It just doesn't mix well. You're caught up in the moment. There's legitimate real estate brokers who can help, but timeshare resales are fertile ground for scams. Timeshare resale fraud became a big problem after the 2008 credit crisis. People lost their jobs. People lost their homes. People lost their ability to sell, get people into their timeshares. The FTC, the Federal Trade Commission, has said timeshare investigations have gone up from 819 in 2009 to 6,000 in 2011. That's crazy. That's meteoric. Anytime you buy anything, anytime you get married, literally, if you're buying, quote unquote, the cow, which goes back to that old maxim that every dad tells their daughter, why buy the cow if you get the milk for free? Because I like cows. And I like free milk, and I like chocolate milk, so I like chocolate cows. That's but you not have how to all, any of this works. You have to write down a lot of questions before you get into any sort of relationship, financial or physical, or love or anything else. And if you don't write down the questions, at least have them in your head. Like, um, ask what services do you get for the money that you pay. Ask, you know, if you pay by cash or wire transfer. Only, that's probably a bad thing, and say, why do you only do cash or wire transfer? That sounds like you could be scamming me. Never, ever send people money that, that aren't willing to meet you in person. Um, be careful of claims like they're strong demand, or maybe they're, they're too bold. They're the only ones bold enough to offer. Such an amazing deal. They can turn gold into hay. I mean, hay into gold. <laughs> wait, wait, you just turned my gold into hay. That's sorry. terrible. That's sorry, dude. That's terrible. Um, be careful on like the, the claims that sound too good to be true. Like you're buying an expensive piece of property or you're leasing it or you're doing something and they're like, oh, you can walk away anytime you want. You probably can't because it's an expensive piece of property. Um, so like if you buy a ski house, a vacation house, you know, the realtor will probably say things like, you probably need to use this for at least three years so you get my, my commissions. 
when I sell it for you in the future because you just bought it now. But something tells me with timeshares, you're not really got your head on straight. You're like, woohoo, I just went to Vail, Colorado, and these kind, nice people said if I meet with them for two hours, that I can have you know a free dinner or a free Woo-hoo! ski pass. And then they show you the place, and you're already qualified because you're in Vail, right? You flew to a luxury resort, so they know you have money. And they just want a big chunk of it. Not not too much, just a big chunk. So It's a trap! It's a trap! No, don't sign it! And anything that you typically do sign in the world of finances, whether it's real estate or what have you, um, anything that you do sign, you should probably start thinking about the concept of how soon can I say I want to rip this up? So, and that's the careful one on the divorce and marriage. You know, I said before you get into a relationship with a timeshare company, you should probably write down questions. I, I stand by that. Before you get into any relationship, you should probably write down questions. Do you do joint accounts or do you not? I can tell you they stress people out they, when you do or don't. Whichever one you do, it stresses people out. Are you open with your spouse about money? Um, Do you have a financial to-do list for second marriages? I've often said, if I die, honey, don't get remarried. I want you to live by yourself, lonely, on a house on a hill, in a rocking chair in a window. And I want you to weep my name every day until final coming, you two pass away. I don't want you to be happy. I don't want you to find anyone. I don't want you to spend any of the money. I just want you to sit on a house on a hill wailing for me. Better than crying, wailing. It has to be like, I miss him so much. And if you could be on a hill and you can wake up all the neighbors. I'm in a glass case of emotion. That's close. That's close. I, I want that intensity. Maybe a little bit more, but pretty close. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing in more. Talk to your loved ones, people. I'm Rob Black. Peace out. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. It's interesting. Time Warner at AT AT&T kind of got together to say, content, let's get married to distribution. And then you saw companies like Netflix years and years ago say, we'll deliver you DVDs. If you scratch it or lose it, we'll charge you. You could keep it as long as you want. Oh, we, we could also stream some of this content, too. Oh, the streaming's really profitable? Let's focus on the streaming. Let's cut out the, the DVDs. And they don't have a distribution channel. They just have the content. So the distribution channel is becoming less important to the point that there's something called cord cutters. You used to have a TV and you would attach a cord to it to get cable TV or attach a cord to it to get an antenna. So you could have you could find that distribution, whether it's through cable or DSL or through the airwaves with you know satellite deliveries um, into antennas. But now it's getting really really confusing because like Roku has a piece of hardware that goes on your TV, right? So they're kind of in this game, too, where it, it works with the cable box or it works with the TV, but, but it really needs an uh, internet signal, right? But Roku this week announced a Roku without a Roku. I know, if, if I just caused your head to spin and explode, I'm sorry. 
but they, they're bringing the Roku channel app to Samsung smart TVs. The free app offers movies and TV shows, mostly older ones, with a much lighter ad load than traditional TV channels. Okay. Okay. By expanding the Roku channel app to Samsung TVs and possibly other platforms, they get a chance for more advertising dollars, which in turn could compel more studios to distribute their movies and shows through the app if they're sharing it with them, which they are. It's all the same to Roku which now depends more on revenue sharing and advertising than hardware sales because they're not in the business of we're not going to make a lot of money on a $100 to $200 to $300 device that people may replace every three to five years, if that. And you can get the devices for 20 bucks. They get different versions of them and different perks and such. So don't be surprised if the Roku channel becomes an ad-free alternative to Netflix with an expansive library of content available on every conceivable platform. So you still willing to sit through ads? You just don't want to have the cable box? Roku might be your answer. AT&T and Time Warner. Like I said, um, this is going to be one that we circle back on in the years to come and go, was this a last-ditch attempt for somebody like an ABC, CBS, Fox, Time Warner? Is it the last-ditch attempt for them to try to stay relevant on those platforms? Or do we just need to start coming up with the action app, which just does action movies? Or the Disney app, which just does Disney movies? Are you starting to see kind of like a strafing of like, do we need, like if we had a sports app that just does football and we have the Super Bowl included in it, woo kind of thing, right? so interesting to me how compelling football was to me as a child, but not as an adult. So AT&T trying to get together with Time Warner and the Justice Department's looking at it and going, oh, bully, 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 bully. We, we, rabble, rabble, we don't think you're, like, this is too scary. You, dis- you have a channels and you have content? <laughs> and then you see, like, Netflix dominating with just the content. And you're like, oh, maybe we can let this happen. And, you know, a popular channel like HBO and a less popular channel like TNT, maybe they can join together. If Time Warner can't join AT&T, it'll look for other merger partners like CBS and Viacom and Discovery. We're in the day and age now of let's overreact. When Amazon says we may get into the drug business, CVS, Walgreens, healthcare companies panic and say we need to do mergers right now. When Amazon says we are getting in the grocery business, it's now seriously time for Target to look at Kroger, to knock on the door of Safeway and say, like, hey, we need to stay relevant because these disruptors are getting ahead of us. And the AT&T Time Warner thing where you're like, never could we have content and digital distribution be on the same page. Never, never. We won't do that in America. But then you start seeing things like what Amazon's able to do with groceries. And if, like, if we're not proactive, we're... We're behind. So that's one of the reasons you study business models and you try to like figure out what's going to work for you and what's not. Um, in my opinion. In my opinion, Captain. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Oh, Anything you ever want to talk about, we can talk about money investing and more. Um, you can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Um, I'm here. 
I'm yours. You stick with me in good times and bad times. I'll stick with you and drag you to retirement with me. You can find me online at robblackshow.com, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.